Well, as we began this new year, 2023, we've been talking about making room. We make room for those things that are most important to us. And so we've been challenging you this month on what are priorities in your life? What do you need to make room for in your life? And we started several weeks ago by talking about making prayer a priority in our lives and how we need to make room in our time, in our schedule, in our calendar for prayer. And then week two of our series, we talked about the importance of making room for the Holy Spirit in our lives. There's some stuff that he wants to do in us and through us. We just need to kind of declutter to allow the Holy Spirit to come and fill us and indwell us so uh, we can do all that he has for us. Then last week, we talked about making room for the next generation. And in fact, we had an an awesome time of response when the 30 and under crowd came up to the, to the front area here and just filled the place and we were able to, to pray over them. Well, today we're going to talk about making room for all that God has for us as a church and has for us as individuals by going deeper and wider. There's a, a stirring in our hearts that, that God is doing some incredible supernatural things in our midst and uh, if you want, we're going to be in Isaiah chapter 54. You can turn there now. Uh, hold your finger there because we're going to be in a couple of other scriptures before that. But you can turn to Isaiah chapter 54. But as we've turned the page to 2023, it's a good time to reflect on what God did last year. He did some incredible things. It's also a, a good time to position ourselves to prepare for all that he wants to do this year. And I had to tell you that 2022 was a tremendous year for us as a church. I just want to share some pretty exciting things uh, that happened. It was um, actually unprecedented as far as the growth in our church's history. Uh, for example, Sunday attendance in person, actual bodies in this room uh, in, in uh, 2022 increased by almost 40% from the previous year. Amazing. One year, 40%. It is amazing, yeah. Giving and generosity year over year in one year went up over 20%. Amazing. It's incredible. You blew away uh, our projected uh, tithes and income, uh, tithes and offering income. More people than the previous year gave their heart to Jesus. More people than the previous year were filled with the Holy Spirit. It's pretty incredible. Uh, according to uh, recent numbers by Lifeway Research, our church is uh, in the top 8% of evangelical Protestant churches in all of America. And so with all of that growth, with all the, the health and the new life that is happening, uh, that's incredible. But we believe that it is just the beginning. That's right. This is just the tip of the iceberg. That's right. We believe that the best is yet to come. And so we need to get ready. We need to make room for all that God is going to do in 2023. So today we're super excited to share with you some vision and, and just things that we believe that God's going to do in this next year. And so I hope you're excited. Uh, these things are very exciting to us, but we're believing this year that hundreds more people will be added to our church and make decisions to follow Jesus, hundreds more. We're believing that we will see 100 people water baptized this year in 2023. Amen. 
We're believing that many more kids, youth, and young adults are going to get connected to our next-gen ministries and begin to grow in their faith and learn how to share their faith. We're believing for hundreds more people to get involved in life groups and in freedom groups, groups like Alpha and Reboot and Save One and Celebrate Recovery and Financial Peace and grow deeper in their discipleship, grow deeper in their relationship with Jesus. This year, we're gonna take about 70 people on global missions trips around the world to share the good news of Jesus all across the world. So exciting. We're gonna reach deeper into our community this year through local outreaches and partnerships and believe that God is gonna use this church to make an impact right here in this community. This year, we're making prayer a major priority by adding something that we think is just straight from the heart of God. And so on Sundays, uh, the first Sunday of every month, Sunday night, we're gonna have a praise and worship, and, or a prayer and worship night right here at six o'clock every first Sunday of the month this year. And we're, we believe, yeah. We believe that this is something that God is calling us to do and that he's gonna respond. If you were here this last Wednesday at our prayer and worship night, it was powerful. Such a strong sense of God's presence and God responds when his people pray. And so we are so excited for that. It's our prayer that every person in our church should be part of those nights. God wants to do even greater things than we can imagine this next year. Last week, we talked about the importance of passing on a spiritual inheritance a godly heritage to the next generation, to those who are coming behind us. We looked at the scripture that said that in the last days, in the great coming day of the Lord, that he's going to turn the hearts of the children to their parents and turn the hearts of the parents back to their children, spiritual fathers and mothers who will download, who will impart a double portion to their spiritual sons and daughters. And when we do that with every passing generation, the church is just going to grow stronger and healthier and be more effective for the kingdom of God. Look at what Haggai, the prophet, had to say in chapter 2. It says this, the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. You may want to write down that reference. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. Man, I love that promise of hope and anticipation. The glory that is waiting ahead of us is not less than, it is greater than. God's greater is ahead of us, not behind us. God's greater for you. God's greater for your family. God's greater for our church. God's greater for our kids and our youth and our young adults. But the God's greater that he wants to do is not going to happen by chance or by accident. It's going to happen as we make room for all that God wants to do through his people. See, we all have family members who are far from God. You have coworkers or classmates that have yet to be reached for Jesus. So that tells us that we need to be living with passion and with an urgency to go after that one who is lost. Just like Jesus talked about in Luke 15, how that shepherd would lead the 99 sheep to go after the one, to reach the one who is far from God and lead them, show them the way back home to the Father. And God is looking for people who are consecrated to him, people that are all in for him. People that he can use and that he can trust to do greater things in them for his kingdom. 
And so that's why we began our year like we do every year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. We want to begin every year by consecrating ourselves, by giving extra effort and energy, uh, placed, uh, p- placing ourselves in a blessable position. In fact, remember, like what she just said, come out next Sunday. Next Sunday is uh, next Sunday night at six o'clock. It's going to be a lot like what you experienced this past Wednesday night. Come back out as we give God the first Sunday of our new month, uh, intentionally spending time together, seeking his direction for our lives and for his church. We believe that prayer is the fuel. So let's, let's pray first. In fact, you can get your pray first bracelet out there in the welcome center. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. They are plans for good and not disaster, but to give you a future and a hope. Because God doesn't call us to less than, God calls us to greater. His desire is for every one of us is that we would have flourishing, abundant, faithful, fruitful, influential lives, and not just for ourselves, but because God wants to use his people to make an impact on our world. God wants to use us to reach our friends and our neighbors and the people that we work with and the people that we go to school with. God wants us to enlarge our influence and broaden our impact. His plan for us is so good. I think it's probably would be scary to us if we could see the whole picture of what God has. I believe that God has so many good things for us. And, uh, you know, this is the year that we believe that we are going to actually take ground, break ground, and and add on to our facility so that we can make room for more people to come and to grow together and to fellowship with one another. But boy, the last couple days, as I've been just praying and seeking God and asking God for favor there, I just sense God saying, you have no idea what I'm going to do. And the ground that you are going to take that you don't yet see, church, it's so much bigger. It's so much bigger. And I I know that sometimes, even in my own prayers, I tend to ask God for kind of the smallest amount, you know, just, God, would you just do this? And I believe that God's saying, I am God who created the universe. Ask me bold prayers. Ask me big prayers. Believe me for anything. There is nothing our God cannot do. And so... Would you just believe with us? Would you believe with us for God, for what is the greater, the bigger thing that you have? God is so good. Yeah. You know, I think most of us, we really desire to have that kind of influential and faithful life. We want God to use us. We wanna be awesome parents. We wanna be good spouses. We wanna be good kids. We wanna be good students. We wanna be good workers. We want God to use our lives. But don't you know that growth and expansion doesn't come without stretching? There's some expanding and some stretching and enlarging and lengthening that has to happen in our lives for God to do all that he wants to do in and through us. Now, you don't go from infancy to adulthood without some serious stretching happening in your body. You know, your skin has to stretch, your muscles have to stretch to accommodate for growth. And we need to stretch and continue growing into our calling. So hopefully you've found Isaiah 54 by now. We're gonna take a look at a passage of scripture that talks about the invitation to think bigger and beyond our current place. It says this, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. 
Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. That's, That's a pretty bold prophecy right there from the prophet Isaiah. And for context, when he prophesied that, this was when Israel was way past their glory years. Honestly, they were a mess as a nation. They had abandoned God. They weren't in Babylon in exile yet, but soon they would be. They'd be facing 70 years of exile in Babylon. Trouble and hardship were ahead of them because their decisions, their bad decisions that they were making were rebelling against the things of the Lord. But God, speaking through Isaiah, foreshadowed a future where greater days were still ahead. Contingent, uh, of course, on them getting things right with God. But for the nation of Israel, for for the people, his people, the glory days were ahead. He was going to do a new thing. And we believe that it's the same for us. That God is going to do new things through us. It is going to get better than ever. So Isaiah says, get ready. Get right with God right now. Stretch your tents, enlarge your house in preparation for the greater things that he is going to do in our midst. And one thing I love about God is he is so faithful. Anybody else found him to be faithful in your life? Even when we're not faithful, he is faithful. He's so faithful that he never abandons us. There are seasons when we as his people, just like the nation of Israel, might leave him. But God never leaves us. In fact, he is wanting to do greater things for us and greater things through us. Now, you might be thinking right now, well, I just, I'm too small. I'm too insignificant. How can God take me and my efforts as a simple servant to do greater things? Or maybe you're new to Jesus. You're a a baby Christian. You're like, well, I just... I don't even know what's next. I mean, I'm just a a brand new Christian. How can God use me to do greater things? Or maybe you're on the other end of the spectrum and you're you're older. You've been walking with the Lord for a long time and, and you feel like that the glory days are definitely behind you. You're washed up. Your best years are in the rear view mirror. Well, God says, no, that's not the case at all. The future glory will be greater than the former glory. So start stretching your tent, enlarge your house, because growth is coming. I like the way the message translation puts it. It says this, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large. Spread out. Think big. Use plenty of rope. Drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Man, that's incredible. When we read that, it's obvious that God does not call his people to smaller things. That's right. God does not endorse a life of decrease or less than. He is a God of more than. He's a God of greater things. I can't think of a single person, a single example in the Bible of someone who is faithful to the Lord, who is faithful to the call of God on their lives, who passed the test 
and then God rewarded them with a demotion. I can't think of a single example of God rewarding them with a downgrade. That's just not how our God works. When we are faithfully serving him, seeking him, he enlarges our lives. He enlarges our territory and our influence. And so God is saying prophetically through the prophet Isaiah, get ready, enlarge your tents, prepare, make room for what he is about to do. And then he gave some specifics. He said to make room, we're going to have to go wider, we're gonna have to go deeper, It's going to take some stretching. It's going to take some strengthening. You know, in typical God fashion, uh, he always equips us with what we need to do to accomplish what he has called us to do. He does not leave us on our own. In fact, he'll do the hard part for us. He does the heavy lifting. He'll do the stretching in us as we come under his authority and his lordship in our lives. See, the greater things that he wants to do isn't based on my ability. That's right. It's not based on your ability or mm-hmm. our ability. Therefore, we don't have to strive. Yeah. We just have to yield. Yeah. It's a spirit that is submitted back yes. to God's spirit. Amen. A spirit that isn't complacent, but hungry for God. Mm. See, God isn't looking for ability. He's looking for stretchability. Right? It's not our ability that counts the most. It's stretchability that he's looking for. Yeah, God is looking for expandable tents, tents that are willing to be grown and stretched and strengthened. And so often I think our lives are like this, like we live small lives that are unstretched. And when you live like this, you know, I can fit under here, but this is really pretty useless, right? This can't provide shade for anyone else. It can't really provide any kind of, <laughs> any kind of comfort or, or a, a room for anybody. It's really pretty useless. And so many of us live like this. We settle for small, but God is calling us to stretch. God is calling us to bigger. God is calling us to more. He's calling us to greater. And when we begin to allow God to stretch our lives, we see what is possible. We see what God can do in and through us. He takes us and he molds us and he stretches our lives out. And he says, I want you to think bigger. I want you to think bigger. Go wider because what I wanna do in your life is for more than just you. It's for more than just small living. It's for more than just you to be comfortable. But what I wanna do in every one of your lives is I wanna expand you, I wanna stretch you so that all of a sudden you can say, come on in, there's room. There's room for you to hear about Jesus. There's room for more people. And so we wanna stay expandable. We wanna stay people who are willing to be stretched and say, God, do what only you can do through my life. What I can't do on my own, God, you take me and stretch me because there's more. There's more people that God wants to bring. There's more people that God wants to use you to minister to them. Thank you, Joel. You know, we used this example. If you've been in our church for a long time, four years ago, we used this example of a tent and talked about how God wanted to stretch us and do greater things in our life. And I think, wow. In four years, what God has done, he has done so much stretching in us. He's done so much growing in us, and there's more. He's always saying, there's more. You can keep stretching. You can keep growing. There's always more to grow. And what's amazing about it is that it's not just for us, but our stretching is for others. So mom, dad, you're stretching. 
your willingness to let God expand your life and work in your life and grow you, that's for your children. That's for the generations to come. Students, your, your stretching is so that these classmates that are in your lives for this amount of time can come to know Jesus. Business person, your stretching is so that God can take what you're doing and use you to minister to the people in your influence. So you can be a person who leads with integrity, who shows the way, who models what it is to live for Jesus so that people could be drawn to Jesus. It's about more than just us. It's about the people that God wants to reach. It's more, it's more. Stretching takes flexibility. And there will be some discomfort and some uh, disruption that happens in our stretching. God uses hard times and even sometimes pain or discomfort or seasons of change to do a new thing in our life to prepare us for what he wants to do in and through us. That was kind of what we faced a few years ago, our time in Tennessee. And when we were preparing to move here, there was some stretching. Uh, I was serving as an executive pastor at a great church, flourishing, thriving, growing church. And uh, you were actually on staff as a full-time pastoral role in a comfortable position as well. But there, there was some uh, disruption and discomfort that God was allowing to happen, uh, which was kind of stirring and disrupting our comfortable nest. At the time, it didn't make sense, actually, because we, we had a wonderful life there. I mean, we had friends that we were near and dear to. We had family that lived nearby. It was really great. Our kids were established, and they were thriving and doing so well. But what we couldn't see is that God had other plans for us. We couldn't fully understand or comprehend it, but it took some stretchability on our part. It took us... Uh, being kicked out of the nest, if you will, and, and walking by faith and choosing to obey what the Lord had for us next. But now, on this side of the stretching, on this side of those moments of uncomfortability, we can clearly see that he was using that to prepare us for the next level, for the next season, for the greater things. Yeah. He'll use so many things in our life to stretch us. He'll use disappointments to stretch us, or he'll use transitions that happens in our, happen in our lives to stretch us, to say, I need to increase your faith, I need to increase your capacity here. And the stretching times of life are what God uses, what, what he uses to equip us for the next season, for the next thing that he has for us. We see God's not going to enlarge our territory if we're unwilling to be stretched. If we just choose to stay comfortable and stay where we're at, God wants us to be people that are willing to be stretched. Stretching is part of preparation. Now you think about athletes, and you would never go into a big game without stretching. You would never run a marathon without first stretching. Part of that routine for athletes is stretching, stretching your muscles. It's part of their discipline. And so for us, as Christ followers, part of the spiritual disciplines is allowing God to stretch us. And so it's, it's by spending time in prayer. It's by spending time fasting and putting away other things and saying, God, I wanna seek you first. And so I'm willing to live a little bit uncomfortable because I wanna hear your voice. It's spending time with the Lord and time in his word and fellowshipping with one another and people who are gonna help, help encourage you and, and help you in your faith walk. These are all spiritual disciplines that are so important for our stretching. And stretching is all about preparing us for the next thing. We can't grow without stretching. So God might be calling you to some stretching. I believe he is. I believe he's calling all of us individually, as well as as a church, to some stretching. 
And so it might be like things like this, like you're gonna start sharing your faith with people around you, with your coworkers. You're going to, instead of going to work or going to school and just kind of doing the thing, you're gonna say, Holy Spirit, would you speak to my heart today as I, as I go? And, and would you just point out someone who needs some encouragement, who needs to hear that Jesus loves them? And you just begin to show the love of Jesus in your workplace or in your school or to your family. He might want you to start a Bible study, right, during your lunch hour at work or at school and just, just open up a place and say, let's just, I'm gonna be here reading the Bible and, and, and studying God's word and I'd love for you to be a part of it. And then you start inviting people. That's stretching. That's for a lot of us, that's stepping out in faith right? But I believe it might, it might be inviting your neighbors over for dinner, and they just see the way that you love one another and the way that you treat each other, and they can sense that there's something different, and you build these relationships, and then when something happens in their life, you're going to be the one that they call because they're going to have sensed, maybe without even knowing it, they're going to have sensed the presence of God on your life, and you stepping out in faith and you getting a little bold has huge impacts on the people around you. So you might need to join a life group or lead a life group or join a a dream team. Step out, step out and let God stretch you because God wants to use people who are willing to grow and change and step out of faith and into what he's doing. Jesus uses another word picture to describe what we're talking about. Uh, He uses this picture of a wineskin in the gospels. In fact, Mark chapter two, verse 22, Jesus said this, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wineskins. So what he's saying there is, uh, you know, today we don't put wine in wineskins, we use a bottle, right? We, we typically put uh, wine in bottles. But back then, they would use animal skin, like the skin of a goat uh, as a wineskin. And what would happen as you put the new wine into the wineskin, the wine would begin to ferment. And when it would ferment, it would cause the, 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 the skin to grow and to expand, But after the wine was done fermenting and it's now starting to age, that same wineskin would become brittle. It would become uh, dried up and it would lose its ability to stretch. So if you were to take new wine and put it into the old wineskin, that wouldn't go well for you because uh, its lack of ability to expand and to stretch would cause that old wineskin to burst, rendering that old wineskin useless. So it's kind of the same with us. That's what can happen to us if we don't keep stretching, if we don't keep expanding and making room. We might become dry and brittle and lose our flexibility, unable to increase capacity. If God's going to cause us to have greater influence for him, greater increase, we must be willing to grow and stretch and expand like that wineskin. Then as we are faithful to him, as we are faithful in the little things, as he pours a little bit of wine in us, he starts to add a little bit more because we've allowed him to stretch. Mm -hmm. We've allowed our wineskin to expand. 
then he can see that, all right, there's someone that is not being an old, dried up, brittle wineskin. They are just continuing to expand their capacity. Therefore, that is someone I can pour new wine into. So good. So Isaiah prophetically said that we need to stretch our tents, but then he also said you need to strengthen your stakes, drive the tent pegs deep. And this is the year, church, for us to go deeper. This is the year to go deeper into all that God has for us, for our relationship with him to grow deeper, our love for him to go deeper, to leave the safety of a shallow living, to go deeper in the things of the Lord. And along with going deeper, it may disturb our comfort a little bit. You know, if you've ever driven these stakes down into the ground, you know that sometimes it takes some work, it takes some effort to drive the tent pegs deep. There's intentionality required. It might disturb or discomfort you a little bit, but you know that God is more committed to our calling than to our comfort. He wants us to live lives that are not just comfortable, but they're willing to be stretched and strengthened. Going deeper might mean letting go of some things that you've been holding on to. It might be, be breaking some habits that you've not let go or some old patterns that you've fallen into, or some relationships that you know you shouldn't be in, that you've gotten stuck in. God's calling us to a deeper place. He wants us to hear his voice. He wants to grow, us to grow deeper in our knowledge of him, in our hunger for him, in our commitment to him, in our worship, in our prayer life. God has so much for us. You know, we can have all of God that we want, but sometimes we settle, because God says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. So God is saying, come closer this year. Who else, is there any, anyone else in the room that wants to go deeper, that you'd say, this year, I wanna go deeper. I wanna know Jesus more. I wanna go deeper. It's awesome. It takes intentionality because we don't just automatically coast towards Jesus. Have you found that in your life? We are prone to wander. So we're either drifting away or we're intentionally saying, I wanna be closer to Jesus. I wanna draw closer. I wanna deepen the stakes. I wanna go further in the things of the Lord. You know, it's not enough to stretch out, to stretch our tents wide until we've taken time to strengthen our stakes also. Isaiah said that they would stretch this tent to its capacity. And then once it had been stretched like as far as it could go, then they would begin to drive those tent pegs deep and drive it into the ground. And God always stretches us because what he has for us is so much bigger than what we could think. He stretches us beyond our own limitations, but then he also strengthens us because he's a good God, because he loves us so much. But we cannot stretch beyond the capacity of our depth. We cannot stretch beyond the capacity of our depth. And you may have seen you know, the tragic stories of the big kind of flashy lives, and then you see people's lives just seem to collapse. It's a tragic story that we see over and over. And what that is, is, is that's you know, stretching, that's wanting the big life, but not willing to go deeper, not willing to be grounded and to be rooted in the things of God. And so there may be a big flashy bit of talent, but there's no character and integrity and strong relationship with the Lord holding that tent in place. And so it crumbles. You know, years and years ago, we had bought this, this on sale tent canopy um, for our back patio and we were so excited about it. And so we got it home and we set it up on our back patio and immediately I'm putting, you know, the furniture under it and all the plants are in place under it and it looked so pretty. And I do remember looking back that it came with a set 
of steaks. But they seemed like pretty optional to me. And so, so I didn't bother to do anything with them. I just, we just put it there and it was super pretty. And we had family over visiting and we we're having dinner and, and it started to get a little windy outside, I noticed. And before long, we heard this big commotion on in the back deck and, and there went our beautiful canopy just turning in the wind and into the street. And the whole thing was, was destroyed and broken because we had not taken time to put the stakes in. It was beautiful, it looked good, but when the first bit of wind came and the first storm came, that thing was blown over and destroyed. And when our stakes are shallow and we're not rooted in God's word and in relationship with the Lord, it takes one storm to knock us over. Because God loves us so much, after the stretching, he says, you need to go deeper. That's right, that's right. And going deeper requires not just the desire to go deeper, but the discipline to go deeper, Mm -hmm. right? It's not just the want to, there has to be a discipline accompanied with it. And this has been a a fun message, faith-filled, exciting, uh, and all of that. By the way, come next week, and I promise we'll find some way to offend you, but... (laughs) That's not true. It'll be a good sermon. Uh, But, uh, you know, it sounds good, but it does take some repenting. It takes time to get alone with the Lord and stir up that spiritual discipline. And that's why we as a church, we prioritize spiritual disciplines in our lives. We're not a church that just says, hey, good job for coming on Sunday. We'll see you next week for your next meal. Right. No, no, we want to equip you to, to feed yourself because you can't just live on one meal a day, uh, a week. We need to be growing in these spiritual disciplines. That's why we began the year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is the, the first day after the fast. Hopefully you're, you're uh, coming off your fast uh, today uh, in a healthy way, you're not going to binge too much, right? Uh, but you may want to continue the fast. Maybe you have found some results. Kelly got, was getting emails late last night uh, of testimonies of how God showed up big uh, through the prayer and fasting. So you may want to continue the fasting, but we were going to always continue to pray. Yes. Okay, we also need to be rooted in God's word. That's why we have equipped you with the SOAP Bible reading plan. Uh, This is a new month coming up this week, so make sure to grab a new SOAP plan on the table out there. I think there's some uh, on this exit as well. SOAP, if you're new to our church, that's just an acronym for Scripture Observation application and prayer. We as a church take two chapters of the Bible every day and we read it, we reflect on it, and we ask the Lord, how can I apply your word to my life today? These are tools, just like the Wednesday night Bible study with Pastor Wes and other life groups that are happening here and in the community, like Alpha and Reboot and all of those uh, life groups. We encourage you to to use those to go deeper in the things of the Lord. Ministry to our young people, our kids and our youth and our young adults. Mission trips, both uh, abroad and and locally. The new first Sunday prayer and praise night. Uh, All of these are, are tools to help us go deeper and to drive our stakes further into the ground so we can be better rooted for what God has for us. Now, we're almost finished this morning, but Paul, of course, who wrote a lot of the the New Testament, he knew a lot about tents as well. In fact, he was a tent maker by trade. 
This is what he said in Ephesians chapter 3, beginning with verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long, how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. What's Paul praying there? He is praying that his readers, that the church at Ephesus, and now 2,000 years later, us, we would be spiritually strengthened, that we would grow deeper, that we would be rooted and established. We need to have a good foundation, our roots to go down deep. If we don't do anything else this year, let's go deeper in the things of the Lord. Let's be firmly rooted and established. Let's make room by allowing him to strengthen us and to stretch us. See, there's a stirring that that we have as a, as a couple, as a staff, as a church. We just feel God stirring, and he's wanting to do so much in us and through our church. And we want to prepare ourselves. We do that by making room for those greater things that he has for us. Amen. And, and I don't want to miss it. That's right. I don't want to miss out on all that God wants to do through us as a family and through us as a church. I don't want to miss out on the greater glory that is ahead. Amen. Therefore, I'm going to make room for all that God has Amen. for us. Amen, everybody? Amen. Amen. If you believe it, can we just give God praise yes. today? Thank you, Lord, for your word today. Thank you, Lord. May we be strengthened Thank and stretched you, and go deeper in the things of the Lord. Amen. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. In just a few moments, Kelly's going to lead us in a time of response, specifically geared at this going deeper in the things of the Lord. But before we do that, we want to give you an opportunity to meet Jesus. Maybe you're here in this place and you recognize that you haven't made room for Jesus in your life. And you've come in here today and you recognize that this is the year to go all in for him. He's more than just a good man with good teachings, but he is the way to eternal life. He is the way to salvation. That's what he said about himself in the book of John. I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father. No one receives salvation outside of Jesus Christ. And if you're in this place and you want to be like some that in the first service raised their hand saying yes to Jesus, we're going to ask you to raise your hand in here in just a moment. No one's looking around. If you want prayer, if you want to make room for Jesus, if you want to make him the Lord of your life, I'm just going to ask you to do something that may seem a little uncomfortable, might be stretching you a little bit, but would you just lift your hand and hold it there for a moment so I can see? You want to make Jesus the Lord of your life. I see a hand over here to my right and your left. Praise the Lord. There's some hands going up. 
Now listen, here in just a few moments, there may be uh, one of our team members come by. They want to put a bag in your hand. In that bag, there's a Bible. There's a little pamphlet that says, now what? That's going to help you on your spiritual journey. And if they happen to have missed your hand, there's going to be some prayer team members up front here in just a minute. They'll help you. They'll get you a bag too. But before we do anything else, for those of you that just lifted your hands, we want to pray with you a prayer that's going to invite Jesus to come inside of you and be the Lord of your life. This is the first step on your spiritual journey with him. So what we're going to do is we're just going to say this simple prayer. You can repeat after me. In fact, everybody together out loud, let's pray this prayer. Everybody say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus I need a Savior. I need a Savior. I need rescue. I need rescue. I've messed up. I've messed up. And I'm ready for a new start. And I'm ready for a new start. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I ask you to forgive me of my sin. I repent and I turn away. I repent and I turn away. From my old way of life. From and I choose to follow you. I choose to follow you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for dying on the cross. And rising again. And rising again. For my salvation. For my salvation. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Be my savior and my lord. Be my savior and my lord. And from this day forward. And from this day forward. I will live for you. I will live for you. Amen. 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 Hey, listen, if you prayed that prayer, we believe that you are now on your way to heaven. You've been given a brand new start, but this is just the beginning. Okay, it's a daily decision to follow Jesus. So there's going to be some prayer team members over on either side here. They'd love to meet you. Or you can let us know on that connection card. If you're watching online, you can go to our website, calvarymd.com. Follow the links. Let us know that you made a decision to follow Jesus. But before we're dismissed, I'm just going to ask us all to stand. And Kelly's just going to kind of lead us in a time of response, specifically geared to this topic of making room and going deeper in the ways of the Lord. Psalm 42, 1 says, As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. So I long for you, O God. When we truly trust God, we're going to hunger and thirst for a deeper relationship with Him. It'll be like we just want more of God. But distractions and worries of life, or sometimes even successes or hard times, they have a tendency to distract us and to take our eyes off of God. But I believe that today the Lord is saying, I want to draw near. Would you come closer to me? It's an invitation from the Lord to come closer, to dig deeper, to know him more, to hunger and thirst for him. And we pray that you would desire God's presence in your life in a deeper and deeper way, that you would be so hungry that when we come into worship, you're coming to a new place of worship. You're maybe stepping out in faith a little bit in your workplace. You're going deeper in your Bible reading or in your prayer time with Jesus. This is the year to go deeper, to leave shallow and go deeper in the things of God, to have an intimacy with the Lord. As the deer longs for water, so my soul longs for you, O God. May that be the cry of our hearts. If we're gonna go wide, if we're gonna allow to do God to do great things in and through our lives and in our families, we've gotta be willing to go deeper. We've gotta be willing to be stretched and to be strengthened. We're gonna be a church full of people who are fully committed to Jesus. We're gonna be a church of people who say, I wanna go deeper because I know God has a great plan for my life. We're gonna be people who are living out the great commission and who are going and making disciples. This is God's plan for our lives. So today, can we just lift our hands just for a few minutes? And would you just pray, Lord, I wanna go deeper.
I'm willing to be stretched and I'm willing to go deeper in my, my love for you and my relationship with you and my discipleship. God, I want all that you have for me. Just tell him right now. Thank you, Lord. God, we want more of you. We want all you have for us. Lord, for our lives individually, for our families, for our community, this church. God, we want all you have. Help us to clear ground, to think big, to stretch out. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. We believe that you're doing something new, that you're moving in our midst, that God, you are working. You have great plans. God, I pray we'd be willing to be stretched, that we'd be willing to go deeper, that we would be hungry for the things of God. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to sing this song as a response right before we go. Would you lead us, Pastor Sean?